Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, what is conduct disorder? Now, conduct disorder is a mental health disorder where we see troubling symptoms, where somebody violates society's norms, sometimes in ways that are illegal. And we oftentimes think of conduct disorder as a disorder that's diagnosed under 18, but it can be diagnosed in individuals who are 18 or older. There are a number of symptom criteria for conduct disorder in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, the DSM. These symptom criteria are divided into four categories. The first category is aggression toward people and animals. And there are seven symptom criteria in this category. We start with number one, often bullies, threatens, or intimidates others. Number two is often initiates physical fights. Three is uses a weapon to cause harm to another individual. Four has demonstrated physical cruelty to people and five, has demonstrated physical cruelty to animals. Number six is, has stolen while confronting a victim, like armed robbery, for example. And criterion seven in this first category is, has forced someone into sexual activity. The next category is destruction of property. And this has two symptom criteria. Now, again, there's 15 symptom criteria total. So we start here with number eight. And this is, has set a fire with the intent of causing destruction. And number nine is destroyed the property of others without involving fire. The next category is deceitfulness or theft. And there are three symptom criteria here. Broken into a house, building, or a vehicle. The DSM actually says car, but I interpret this as vehicle. Of course, this could be a pickup truck, an SUV, commercial vehicle, an RV. I don't think it really strictly needs to be a car. This is one of those few instances where it looks like there's some imprecise language in the DSM. Number 11 is often lies to obtain goods or to avoid obligations. And number 12 is stealing items without confrontation. So something like shoplifting. That brings us to the fourth category. This one is serious violations of rules. And there are three symptom criteria here. The first one of this group, which is number 13 overall, is stays out all night. Now, this has to happen before the age of 13. And of course, it has to be in violation of a parental rule. Number 14 is has run away overnight at least twice or once if it's for a lengthy period. And the last symptom criterion, number 15, is often truant from school. And again, this has to start when an individual is less than 13 years old. So with all of these 15 criteria, three of them have to be met in the last 12 months, and at least one of those three has to also be met in the last six months. Now, there are two other criteria with this disorder. The first is clinically significant impairment in social, academic, or occupational settings. Now, what's interesting here is this doesn't say clinically significant distress, like we oftentimes see with the diagnostic criteria in the DSM for any particular mental health disorder. 
but rather clinically significant impairment. Clinically significant distress is not required for a diagnosis of conduct disorder. And the last criterion is if the individual is 18 years or older, that they do not meet the full criteria for antisocial personality disorder. So conduct disorder also has three subtypes and one potential specifier. Subtypes, of course, are different than specifiers. Subtypes are mutually exclusive and jointly exhaustive. So if someone has conduct disorder, they have to be in one of those subtypes. The classification has to be used. And you can't have more than one subtype specified. So that's the mutually exclusive and the jointly exhaustive. So the three subtypes here for conduct disorder are childhood onset type, adolescent onset type, and unspecified onset. And the first two specifiers here, childhood and adolescent, have to do specifically with the age of 10 years old. If an individual has one symptom before they reach age 10, that would be childhood onset type. If there are no symptoms before the age of 10, that's adolescent onset type. If we don't know when the onset occurred, that's the unspecified. Now there's one specifier that's potentially used here for conduct disorder. Now a specifier just adds information to a diagnosis. So an individual can have conduct disorder with the specifier or without. It's not like a subtype. So this specifier is with limited prosocial emotions. We know this is somewhat uncommon, but it is common enough that it is listed as a specifier. And with this particular specifier, the with limited prosocial emotions, there are four criteria in this section, and two have to be met. And they have to be met for a period of more than 12 months. So looking at those criteria, we see lack of remorse, lack of empathy, unconcerned about performance, like at school or at work, and shallow or deficient affect. Conduct disorder has a number of associated features. These are features that we commonly see with individuals who have conduct disorder, including negative emotions, recklessness, irritability, suspiciousness, and poor self-control. It also tends to be comorbid quite a bit with oppositional defiant disorder and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Now, sometimes individuals believe that oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder are mutually exclusive, that somebody can only be diagnosed with one. Somebody can only be diagnosed with conduct disorder or antisocial personality disorder, but an individual can have both oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder at the same time. Oppositional defiant disorder is considered less serious in terms of the violations of social norms, and also there is a distressing component to oppositional defiant disorder. An individual with that disorder would have mood disturbances. Those aren't a part of the diagnostic criteria we see with conduct disorder. Another common misconception I see with conduct disorder is this belief that if somebody has conduct disorder and they turn 18, it automatically converts over to antisocial personality disorder. These again are two separate diagnoses. And it's not automatic that when somebody turns 18, they would be classified as having antisocial personality disorder. Sometimes when an individual has conduct disorder, the diagnosis is changed if they do meet the full criteria for antisocial personality disorder. And of course, that would have to occur at age 18 or older, but not all the time. 
An individual can be 18 years or older and simply have conduct disorder and not antisocial personality disorder. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevitz. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Hi there. I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no.